Today's sponsor is Headspace. You slept every night of your life, so you should be pretty good at it by now, right? Unfortunately, many of us don't get the quality sleep that we need and could use a little bit of help, and that's where Headspace has got you covered. It's your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. And while they have meditations devoted to helping you reduce stress and increase your overall sense of well-being, they have an entire library of sleep stories, sleep music, and other sleep sounds that can help you get the quality sleep you desperately need. And for busy lifestyles, they have what's called wind downs. It's meditations and breathing exercises that are as short as three minutes so they can fit into anybody's schedule. I personally use Headspace myself. I've tried out some of the sleep stuff. It actually works. Like to me, it actually makes a difference. So Headspace, it's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews. That's a lot. And over 60 million downloads. Try it today for free and start sleeping soundly. So right now, our listeners get 30% off Headspace's entire library of meditations. Just go to headspace.com slash sleep pod for 30% off your subscription, but only until May 12th. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash sleep pod today. So you might know about affiliate marketing. If you've listened to the show before, you heard me talk about affiliate marketing and how it pretty much generates most of my income through the recommendation of other people's or other companies' products. But I've never talked about the other side of affiliate marketing. If you have a product that you own yourself, any product, physical, digital, online course, even a program of some kind, how can you get other people to promote that for you? How much should you share with them in terms of commission? Who do you even ask to do this for you and how? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today with our special guests. So stick around. we got a great show. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host. If he had his way, San Diego would have its own basketball team. Pat Flynn. What is up? Thank you so much for joining me and spending time with me today here on the Smart Passive Income Podcast. This is session number 323. And our special guest today is Matt McWilliams, a person who's been behind some of the largest sort of collaborative affiliate promotions that I've ever been a part of as a person who has been selling other people's products. Matt shows up all the time. He's helped promote Michael Hyatt's products and and a few other people's too. And he always does a great job and helps these people make millions of dollars in the process. And he's on today to tell us about how we can, even at the start here, obviously, you can coordinate a giant affiliate promotion with tons of people promoting your thing, but he actually recommends not doing that to start. He gives you a very clear call to action at the end of this episode for what you can do right now to find people to help promote your products, whatever products you might have. And even if you don't have any products to sell yet, this is gonna be a great episode because you'll know what to look forward to and how to better take advantage of this when the time is right. So I'm gonna stop talking. We're gonna get right to the interview. Here is Matt McWilliams from mattmcwilliams.com. Matt, welcome to the SPI Podcast. Thanks for being here, man. Pat, it is so good to be here. Thank you so much. We got a lot to talk about today, but before that, I just want to say every time I do, or for over the last few years, every time I've done an affiliate promotion, like a joint one with somebody, and it's kind of coordinated, and there's a lot of other affiliates, and there's a contest, and which are really fun to do, um, you're always there. <laughs> <laughs> And that's how I got to know you. You were always the sort of affiliate manager for all these different people and these different businesses and brands. And I got to know you through that. And then you and I connected, uh, as you know, at Blackberry Farms through Michael Hyatt. 
and mm-hmm. his course uh, promotion. And you are one of the nicest guys I know and the only guy I know who really is focusing on the other side of affiliate marketing, which is why I'm excited that you're here. How did you how did you become the guy that everybody goes to to help them promote more of their stuff through affiliates? Oh, my gosh, Pat. It's uh I don't know if you are you a Grateful Dead fan by chance? Uh, not necessarily. No. no. Well, I, their 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 greatest hits album was called "What a Long Strange Trip It's Been," <laughs> and I was thinking about that this morning. I was like, that aptly describes how I ended up in this position because I always wanted to be a you know professional golfer growing up, and one of the jokes that. Uh, me and my best friend Hunter always told each other because we kind of felt sorry for the guys who in the golf business who ended up uh, teaching old ladies in purple sweaters how to play golf. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how they made their living in golf. We're like, no, we're going to play golf. Like, we're going to be professional golfers. And so we used to joke that we never wanted to teach old ladies in purple sweaters how to play golf. And I went on to teach these golf schools with my dad. And I was doing great financially. I, I actually, that's how I got into internet marketing, you know, 15, seven, 16 years ago now, um, was running ads to promote these golf schools. And I had this weird dichotomy, Pat, because what would happen is I would, I would do the marketing and I would make a sale and we were making a, a $3,000 transaction. I was spending maybe 30 bucks to make the transaction. Now, this is 2000. Two, it's not replicatable today mm-hmm. at that scale, you know? Right. Um, but this is like, you came to my website. You know, we know like today there's an opt-in, there's a free report, there's a video. You came to my website, you read a page and you either gave me $3,000 or you left and we still converted almost like a half percent of them. And so here we are, we're, we're, we're doing this stuff and I have this weird dichotomy because I would be like, yes, I made a sale. And then I'd be like, oh crap, I have to teach that person how to play golf. <laughs> and so one day, I kid you not, a 75 year old lady in a lavender sweater walks up to the practice tee for our golf school. And I take, I kind of take it from the side with my like 0.2 megapixel cell phone back then. I take a picture of her. I send it to my friend Hunter. And I I think I said something like, shoot me now, you know? Mm. And if you know, like a female friend, a good female friend would respond back. She'd put her virtual arm around you and she'd say, oh, sweetie, I'm so sorry. If you need to talk later, let's talk, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But a good male friend like Hunter responds back with, ha ha, sucks to be you. (laughs) <laughs> and so that was the beginning of how I got into this, believe it or not, because I realized I loved internet marketing, but I hated, you know, the product that I was selling essentially. Um, fast forward about three years later, Hunter and I, we started a business together and he was the affiliate manager. Problem. He didn't know the first thing about the technology side of things. I was the tech guy. And so every day he's sending all of his affiliates over to me And we realized after about six months of doing this, that this was stupid because I was effectively the affiliate manager, (laughs) you know? So that, that was in 2005. Uh, Since then, man, I have, I have just been honing my craft and learning more every day about uh, how to do this stuff, how to work with people, because I feel like I've got both sides of the affiliate marketing and affiliate management equation, which is, I love people but I also understand marketing and technology. And I feel like most people fall into one of those categories. They're either super awesome with the technology, but they're not very personable, maybe even not very nice. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, they're Jimmy Fallon on SNL, you know, the, te- the, the tech guy move and, um, or, you know, they've got the personality, but they're like Hunter, you know, you try to ask him, you know, what kind of, how do I set up a look like audience on Facebook? And they look at you like a deer in the headlights, 
So that's kind of the Genesis story. And uh, yeah, fast forward 13 years later, and um, I, I will tell you, Pat, if there was if a high school guidance counselor even knew that what I do exists, this is what they would tell me to do because I love every minute of it. Why do you love it so much? Because it marries those two passions. Like I love people, you know, I mean – uh, the hardest thing to get me to do is shut up. <laughs> you know, I love talking. I love listening. I love interacting with people. If, um, you know, I've, I, I just, I love it. You know, I love getting to know new people and, and making friends and all that stuff. But like I said, I also love the marketing side of it. And the best part, you know, I love working with, I love working with folks like you. I love working with big affiliates who can, who can drive a lot of sales and, and who, who already kind of know what they're doing for the most part. But my real passion is is helping that guy, you know, who maybe has an audience of 400 people, isn't making a dime, and being able to give him that one tip or that one encouraging word, and he comes to me after the promotion, and he's like, dude, you sent me a $400 PayPal deposit. Like, that paid all my expenses that month. It's the first time I've ever actually made money with my blog or my podcast, you know, because as we know, most people who are blogging and podcasting, whatever, you know, they've got the equipment, they've got the hosting, they've got the, you know, they're paying for AWeber or MailChimp or ConvertKit or whatever it is. And they're bringing in nothing. They have literally nothing to show for it. In fact, they're losing money. Um, I always say they don't have a, they don't have a business. They have an expensive hobby. And so I love being able to help that, you know, those folks. Um, that's my real passion, you know, is being able to help those guys, make that first dollar because when they make that first dollar, honestly, the next 999,999 are a lot easier than the first one to make. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the biggest like leap you will ever make in your online business is from nothing to something. And, uh, and that's why I love it. I mean, it's just, it's just so much fun doing that. And so affiliate marketing, why do people with products, why should they pay attention to affiliate marketing? And I know that a lot of people who have products might say to themselves, oh, you know, I built my audience and I can sell to my audience and I can create the funnels and stuff. But why would they let other people in on that and share some of the profits with them? You know, it, it's it's actually quite simple. It's just in its simplest form, it's another marketing channel. You know, uh, it's the same as saying, well, why would I pay Facebook for a click? Well, because they're a marketing channel. You know, why would I pay Google for, you know, AdWords? Because it's a marketing channel, you know, and so on and so forth. The The thing I love about affiliate marketing that's so, I wouldn't say different, but it to me it makes it, actually, I'll, I'll rephrase it. It's not about being better or different. It's just about being something else. And what I mean is, you know, like take Facebook, for example. Uh, I know that when we started out with our business, you know, 13 years ago, um, we didn't have targeting. You couldn't really target demographically or psychographically or any of that stuff. You just kind of threw your banner ads out there and, you, you know, whatever happened, happened. And then we started getting – you could get a little bit more targeted with Google and you, you know, obviously you had AdWords for – if somebody's searching for, you know, Nike Pegasus shoes, then they're pretty interested in Nike Pegasus shoes and Nike would be – would do well to spend money on that or Zappos would do well to spend money on that. But it was really hard to get super targeted. And then when Facebook came along, of course, it gets better every day. But in some ways, it gets worse because with Facebook, we can become so myopic. Mm-hmm. You know, like we can say, well, our, my perfect 
avatar, my perfect target target audience is like, you know, 40 to 42 year old males who have 3.2 kids live in, you know, their favorite teams in the NFC West. And, you know, they have brown hair. Like we can get so ridiculously myopic that we actually miss out on those people on the peripheral who are perhaps valuable customers. And so what I love about affiliate marketing from the standpoint of the merchant from the standpoint of the product creator is, is two things. One, you get to reach those peripheral markets. So an example that would be Pat, if I, um, I'm trying, I'm trying to look around my office. So, you know, you're never going to, you're never going to target people who are interested in buying like office chairs necess- You know what I'm saying? Like you're, it's really hard to target for that. If you're you, But if you had office chairs and I have an audience of online marketers, that's kind of on the peripheral, Mm -hmm. you know, they're not going to buy in bulk. Um, Your main audience is, you know, middle managers and, and, you know, corporate, you know, buyers who are buying 500 plus chairs. But if I came to you and said, you know, Pat, I'd love to be an affiliate to sell your office chairs. Can, uh, you know, can you share some of the profit with me? Why would you not let me do that? You know, you're reaching an audience that you can't probably even afford to, to spend money on on Facebook. So that's the first reason. The second reason is that you make money before you spend money, quite simply. Um, every other form of marketing, and trust me, I, I know I've been there because my first business, the one I mentioned, my friend Hunter and I started, um, you know, we spent $5,000 on banner ads. Now, I remind you, this was 2003, so don't laugh. Um, for spending all of our money on banner ads, we spent 5,000 of our $10,000 starting the company on banner ads. We made eight bucks. Like we lost $4,992. That money was gone before we ever brought in even the $8 with affiliates. You actually bring the money in and then you pay them from that. So as the merchant, unless you're paying a flat fee per, unless you're paying per lead or per click, which in most markets is a terrible yeah, um, you're making money before you're spending it, and that's a really good way to cash flow. That makes sense. Okay, let's go through kind of the cycle here. So I have a product, and I want mm-hmm. help from my people who can potentially sell this. Uh, where where would you go to find affiliates? Who do you recommend working with? Because you could obviously open it up to everybody. You can open it up to your current students. You can go and find influencers. W- what's the best route to go? Yeah, I think the best route, um, I look at it as kind of a, a funnel, you know, and you're going up the funnel. Uh, you're starting with the low-hanging fruit. This is people who you know, like, and trust, and they know, like, and trust you, and who would be a good fit to promote you. In other words, people who are going to promote you because you're you, not because, uh, you know, the conversion rate's X percent, or they're going to make $10,000 a month, or, or those sorts of things. For most people, you know, especially like when I think of the SPI audience, um, you know, starting out with their, with their, you know, their platform in some way, maybe they're, you know, we're talking about their first or second product at most. Um, the reality is you don't have a ton of those people. It's probably five or less again, who are, who know, I can trust you and you know, I can trust them. And they're at least somewhat in your niche. And it might be one person, but start with that one person. And then you're going to go up the funnel from there. And so the next, you know, group of people to look at is people who are promoting, your competitors, you know, you know, they're in the niche. They don't know, like, or trust you yet. Um, but you know that they have at least some semblance of an idea of what affiliate marketing is. 
and they've promoted something similar. And the very simple way to find them, I mean, it is like ridiculously easy, is go to Google, type in your competitors' names, and start scrolling. And then use who, I think it's still at this URL, it may redirect, I can't remember. You go to whois.domaintools.com, you put in their URL, two-thirds of the time, they have a publicly listed email address. And you can grab their email and you can reach out to them. Um, if you can't find it through whois, there's, uh, they changed the name because Salesforce bought them, but it's, if you type in jigsaw.com, it'll redirect. I think it's data.connect.com now. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll show you a lot of people. Uh, you can also literally just go to their website. And you know a lot of times people list their email address there. It might be their public email, but it's still something. And then if all else fails, you can actually, there's a plugin for Gmail called Reportive, as in Rapport, R-A-P-P-O-R-T-I-V-E. I was never good at spelling bees, but um, I think I got that right. Mm-hmm. And it's a plugin for Gmail, and you can actually open the Compose window in Gmail, start typing things. You know, like, let's just say that their domain is awesomerunningshoes.com, you know. And, you know, you can literally, and you know that their name is Fred. You know, Fred Smith, generic name on earth, right? Um Type in Fred at awesomerunningshoes.com, and if reported returns the result with a picture and some details, you just guess their email address. Uh, try F. Smith. Try Fred.Smith. You know, try different things like that. And then if all else fails, like literally 99, I'm going to guess 99.5% of the time, we can grab an email using one of those three methods. That other half percent, the contact form on their website. You and I both know that for many websites, that's like the black hole of contact information, but it's better than nothing. You know, you might be able to get them. And even if you get, here's the fun thing. Even if all you get is an autoresponder, guess what you now have? Their email address, you know? Mm -hmm. And so there are ways to do that and to reach out to those people. So again, start with those people that you know, go up to competitors, um, people who are promoting your competitors. Then there's... um, you know, your current customers, if you have any, certainly those are going to be the most eager. The downside to them is often those are more beginners, and that's why I don't recommend starting with them second. Um, they're going to need a lot more hand-holding and, you know, and promotional methods. A lot of time they, they love your product, but, you know, they don't have much of an audience or they've never done affiliate marketing before. So that's why I don't recommend them as that second layer. And then there's you keep going up the funnel and um, Pat, there's actually, there's a, a report I put together and for the life of me, I don't know the URL, but I'm going to see if I can jog my brain while I'm doing, while I'm talking. There's a, actually, you know what? I'll just put it up at mattmcwilliams.com forward slash SPI. Okay. Um, I'm going to write that down actually. Um, mattmcwilliams.com forward slash SPI. And it's got all the, uh, the different places uh, to find affiliates, there's like you can work with nonprofits. I mean, we've done millions of dollars a year uh, in commissions that we've functionally donated to nonprofits because they promoted Shutterfly, you know, and we, they got a, an enhanced commission for doing that. Uh, there's PTAs and PTO, there's trade groups, there's all sorts of places to, to look at. But start with those three. I mean, the, the other stuff is admittedly more advanced. Um, you know, when you start working up the ladder, but I've got like sample email templates in that, 
in that PDF, uh, like the exact instructions, you know, step by step in case somebody missed one of the steps there, or if I missed one of the steps, because <laughs> that happens. Um, all that stuff, links to all the different websites and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, we'll put that up on the on the website, mattmcwilliams.com forward slash SPI. Thanks, Matt. Okay, so I yeah. find an affiliate who wants to promote my stuff, and is it as simple as just supplying them a link and then we're done? Or how do we maximize this relationship? If it was that simple, I would I would make no money because um, anybody could do that. <laughs> um, I wish kind of part of me wishes it was, and part of me is glad it's not that simple. Um, you know, on, on the surface, it is. You know, all they need to be able to promote is a link. That is, if every single person on earth was super ambitious and, you know, didn't need any further instructions, that would be all they would need was the link and they would, you know, magically write all the copy and, and send it out. Um, yeah, you start with the link, you know, you start with the tracking and, you know, there's all kinds of advanced systems. I know, I, I believe you're on Infusionsoft, if I'm not mistaken. Um, uh, no, not, I'm, I'm no. actually, my ESP is ConvertKit, but we use, ConvertKit, yeah. like my, my online courses are on Teachable and Teachable has an Teach- affiliate program. Yeah, so. that's right. I knew that. What do you do if, uh, if there's no affiliate program connected to your product? What do you do if there's no affiliate program? Like, yeah, um, it's not automatic to get that link. Does yeah, it? there's a couple of resources out there. The When you're very first starting out, um, we recommend iDev Affiliate and iDev is, I, I want to say, last time I checked, it's been over a year. Uh, there's two options, and I, I never recommend the monthly option because it's got some features missing that even the most beginner beginner needs. But iDev, I think, is like 200 bucks one time, and you can set up the tracking. Now, all iDev does is affiliate tracking. Like, you will not be able to, you know, like do anything else. You're not going to be able to email your, you know, your contacts through that. It's not, it's not meant to be like an all in one system, but it's an affordable option. The very simplest way in that example I said earlier, where you might have like one or two people Mm -hmm. um, who are starting, like if you are bare bones, you, I just said $200 and you went, uh, I don't have that. Assuming that you have an email list system like you know, ConvertKit or, or MailChimp. And, you know, one of the reasons I love MailChimp is when literally somebody has no money, you know, there's like the free option up to a certain number of subscribers, you know? So again, if you've got like zero bucks and I've been there, done that, uh, you could literally set up a page, assuming you have something to actually set up the page, whether it be a WordPress page, a lead pages page, a click funnels page, whatever it may be, you could set up the page and have all the contacts that opt in or buy or whatever it may be, go through um, go through that, like set up a separate list in MailChimp, for example, or ConvertKit and call it, you know, let's say you were going to promote my product, Pat. I would set up a list called Pat Flynn. Mm-hmm. And every sale naturally that comes through the Pat Flynn list, uh, it's it came from you. And I manually go in and go, great, Pat made 10 sales, the commission's $500 a sale. Hey, Pat, here's 5,000 bucks. Like you can do this for $0. Now that's not scalable. You can't do that with more than three or four people. But here's the cool thing. You do it for one or two, you make a few thousand bucks, maybe more. And now you can afford to go pay 200 bucks for iDev, no problem, you Mm -hmm. know? So there are ways to start with nothing, but you set up the system, you set up the tracking 
you get them their, you know, their links, of course. You give them the login to be able to check the tracking if that's something that you're using. Again, in the MailChimp ConvertKit example, there wouldn't be that. But set up some sort of mechanism for them to track things. But yeah, I mean, you've got to get them uh, banner ads. You want to get them banner ads because believe it or not, people still use them and people still click them. You know, I get thousands of click a month or clicks a month on my banner ads. You know, um, you want to provide them with different social media graphics. You want to provide them with swipe copy. And we'll talk about that more of that more of that in a second. But when you're first starting out and you literally have one person promoting you, just ask them what they need and then give them what they need. You know, you can be like, you can just tailor everything to them. Mm-hmm. And then eventually you'll scale from there to have kind of your generic we call them assets, your generic assets, your generic images. You want Facebook, you want Twitter, you want LinkedIn, you want Instagram sizes, you want different versions of those. But then I mentioned swipe copy and, and swipe copy, I think the name is rather self-explanatory, but it's copy, email copy, social media copy that is intended to be swiped, intended to be copied. And you know, we have this whole thing where we teach people how to use swipe copy, but we recommend that, you know, affiliates take that and use that as a guide. Um, typically how I use swipe copy is I think of, uh, I think of a, I look at kind of the facts of the email, for instance, okay, it closes at midnight, registration closes at midnight and you will learn these five things. There's only so many ways you can say those two things, right? Like here are the five things you're going to learn on a webinar or, Registration closes at midnight. You know, that's mm-hmm. those are the facts of what I'm writing. And then I think, is, is there like a, a story I can tell? Is there a situation I found myself in three years ago that was similar to what somebody might find themselves in now? And then I use that swipe copy as a guide for key language and, like I said, facts of the thing of the situation. But you you write you want to write the swipe copy. You want to give them um, that guide, that email template. And, and all that stuff. So there's all the promotional tools that they'll need. But again, on its simplest form, I don't want to oversimplify it. They need the images that they need, whatever those may be. They need some email copy and they need some encouragement. You know, that's the biggest thing. I know, Pat, you've, you know, you've promoted stuff that we've run. And mm-hmm. I feel like the number one thing that we provide to our, our clients and then the number one thing we provide to affiliates is just encouragement, you know, it's the, you can do this no matter how big or small you are. And I think that's why, you know, when you look at the typical affiliate program, I'm not picking on anybody, so I won't name names, but like, you know, big names in the internet marketing industry have said from stage and said in their courses and said on their podcasts, 90% of your sales will come from your top three affiliates. Yep. And I remember thinking, why does it have to be that way? Like that just... That's my, my, my grandmother taught me better, you know, not to put all my eggs in one basket or even in three baskets. And so when we run a program, whether it be, you know, Michael Hyatt or Lewis Howes or Ray Edwards, whoever it is, when we run their programs, it's 35% of, the, of our sales come from our top three affiliates. We have such a long tail of small affiliates, sometimes with email lists in the, you know, double digits, that are making one, two, upwards of, you know, 15, 20, 25 sales. And as an individual, none of them are really moving the needle. But as this massive army, um, it really diversifies our income. And the, the cool part about that is if one of them were to not promote again for whatever reason, don't get me wrong, I'll be frustrated for about two seconds. But it's not like, oh, my gosh, we just lost third of our sales. 
Right. And so, yeah, so as you grow, you're going to have to have a lot more resources and, and whatnot. But I think that encouragement piece is the the biggest the biggest piece to the puzzle. Well, having a long list of affiliates is definitely something to work toward, although I do know some people who prefer to just manage a few who they can offer a little bit more help and encouragement to. And if if you're starting out and you're like, well, okay, encouragement, like I would imagine that that would be, for example, you know, commission is encouragement, right? The higher a person will get paid as a result of promoting your stuff, the more likely they are to promote it. So the next question I want to ask you is, what's typical? Like how much is enough to get a person to move? Uh, I know it varies across different industries, but in your experience, like what, like, cause you know, I've been offered to promote other people's stuff before and, you know, I look into it and I see that the commission's 10% for a hundred dollar product. I'm like, $10 per, I mean, that's not quite enough for me to go and send an email out because there's no value there really. Um, yeah. So how, how do you decide where that line is? So the short version, and I'm also going to put this on that page that I mentioned, uh, mattmcwinnies.com forward slash SPI. Mm-hmm. The, the sh- because there's, there's actually a video that I have where I walk people through this process of how to determine your commission. And so you, you do actually, it's very complicated. And the reason is it depends on a couple of things. One, what are your cost of goods? So especially with a physical product, you know, if, uh, you know, and I've sold physical products and let's say they sold for $200. If your cost of cost of goods is a hundred bucks, offering a 50% commission is unrealistic. Oh yeah. You're in the hole. (laughs) You know, clearly you're gonna make nothing. So you have to consider cost of goods, um, if it's a course, you have to consider, okay, how much time am I going to put into this? Not, 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 um, what's the word I'm looking for? There, there's two types of time. There's, um, there's fixed time, which is recording the course. You know, we're recording a course right now. It's going to take us about 200 hours. I'm going to spend that 200 hours, whether I sell one course or a thousand courses, you know, but if I'm offering every single person who buys a one hour coaching call, then every single, you know, there's, the, I don't know the word I'm trying to think of, but it's like scalable time, right? You know, mm-hmm. if I sell a thousand, I'm going to spend a thousand hours. If I sell one, I'm going to spend one hour. And so what's your time? And so you start backing away from that, that price. So in this example, $200 product, $100 cost of goods, um, no time necessarily, you know, per person. And then you start looking at things like, okay, you know, how much money do I actually want to make? Well, I would like to make $40 per sale. So now I'm down to $60 in commission, which would be 30%. And so you back down from that. And then what you do once you've kind of established, you know, those numbers is now you look at the industry and say, okay, what's the competition paying? Well, the competition is paying 20%. So 30%, sweet. I'm on the high end. That's perfect. Or you might say, you know what, actually I can get away with 25% because one of the things that we recommend, especially in when you have bigger programs and higher margins, and especially like in the retail world, is you've got your published rate and then you've got the, we'll call it the Pat Flynn rate. <laughs> you've got the rate that you're going to pay people like Pat, you know, you've got your, your, your published rate and then the higher rate. So we always recommend that your, your published rate is is low not low like unfair low just you want to make sure you don't publish the absolute max that you can offer because it gives you no wiggle room to make pat feel special 
and encourage him to come in. Because you can say, if I offer a 20% rate, you can say, I'm actually going to give you 50% more. I'm going to give you a 30% commission because I love you, you know? And so you can do that. But with a course, let's say you have a course that has like no cost of goods, you know, other than credit card processing fees and a Mm -hmm. few other things. And it probably costs you about the same to serve a thousand people as 500. Maybe you have to hire one additional, you know, community manager. So it costs you a little bit more, but not much. You're generally looking in the info digital product world. You're looking between 40 and 50%. And, but again, what I recommend doing is looking at the competition because in that example earlier, if, if I if you have a two hundred dollar product, hundred dollar cost of goods, and you want to make forty, that leaves you with thirty on the max. But everyone in your industry is offering thirty five. You may just have to make a little bit less money to even get some affiliates. You know, you may have to just offer thirty five. You may have to take a little bit less money or figure out a way to you know cut your cost of goods because um, you have to at least be playing in the same ballpark as the competition. Right, and then and you, you you also yeah. have to realize that you know. When somebody else sends a new customer my way, yeah, I might be be making less than I would if I go and found, if I went and found that customer myself. But I, but now I have an email address. Now I can mm-hmm. upsell them later, or you know maybe they become a high level mastermind member or something down the road. I mean, there's yeah, a lot exactly. of other ways to you know make up for that l- lower yeah. cost up front. That's a that's a like I hear that all the time. Well, it's cheaper to do it on Facebook. Yeah, because you're super hyper targeted. You know, it's, it's cheaper, but it's not scalable. You know, the reality is like, yes, the population's growing, but I don't believe, and I haven't looked at the data, but the, the, the population that's on Facebook as a percentage of the world's, you know, or U.S. population is not growing at a dramatic rate. Most people have made the choice. I'm either going to be on Facebook or I'm not going to be on Facebook, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's a pretty, you know, it's a, it's a finite audience that you can reach. With affiliates, at least in theory, it's infinite because there's always more people who could promote you. And so I look at it and it's like, well, you might be paying 40% to an affiliate and 30% to Facebook, but that's 60% of something as opposed to 100% of nothing, you know, when you're not working with affiliates. So I did just want to clear that up because I hear that all the time. Like, why should I work with affiliates? It costs more or, you know, whatever. It's less targeted. Who cares? It's it's something, you know, unless you just don't want to grow, that's, you know, if you're making a million dollars a year and you just want to make exactly a million dollars a year and never more, I, I don't have a problem with that. But if you do want to grow and that's probably 99.9% of people, then you need affiliates. Well, plus the other thing is when you're working with affiliates, you are able to take advantage of the trust that they've earned with their existing audience. That's something that exactly. you don't get on Facebook. Uh, it's very difficult to build a relationship with somebody and earn that trust, but yeah. these people have it already. So that's kind of what you're paying for as well. Um, which is, which is really, really smart, I think, but I want to talk very about warm traffic. Yeah. Very warm <laughs> traffic. Thank you. So one way to do it is you get a link for your product, whether it's through something like if you have an online course, maybe it's already built in like with teachable, which I'm thankful for. Um, or you set up iDev affiliate or you, or you do it the manual way, either way. There's two ways I see to, to go about having this person promote it. They can go ongoing, right? So you just give them the link, you give them the, the swipe files, you give them the banner ads and the, and the social media images, and then you kind of just hope that they promote it and they might inject it into their email list. They might inject it into their autoresponder or on the sidebar or however, however they want to promote it. And it's kind of just, you know, evergreen at that point. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, you can encourage them along the way. But 
the other way to go about it and the way that I've seen you uh, really help a lot of people out is by doing these sort of time-based promotions. And so how can I as a person with – let's just use online courses since a lot of my uh, listeners have online courses. Instead of ongoing, how can I encourage people to promote even more heavily in a short time period if I can't afford – person like you matt to come and become an affiliate manager how can i still create that kind of effect just just on my own you know i think one of the keys is you know especially when you're working with online courses is you do want to have an evergreen something you know you want to have a steady stream of income coming in but with a particular product like your flagship product uh, that would be something where you would do a, a quote unquote launch, you mm-hmm. know. And I think, unfortunately, for better or for worse, that term has taken some negative connotation. I don't know why, but it has. So that's why I say quote unquote launch. But you know, do some sort of a, a timed promotion where you're going to have, you know, perhaps your pre-launch content, you know, your three videos, a PDF, some webinars, whatever it may be. Then you're going to have an open cart period, and then the cart's going to close, and then that product is not available for some time or that promotion ends. So maybe the bonuses go away and things like that. Um, the reason we like that, while well, we like doing both, we like the evergreen because of the convenience for the affiliates. Well, they can promote anytime, right. but we liked the, the condensed timeline, you know, like our launch coming up is 15 days from start to finish. And we like that because there's a big difference between saying like, yeah, I'll promote that, which is, kind of like saying i'll call you sometime <laughs> you know like, right. um you know what that's like they never call you know and and there's a difference between that and yes i will promote you between may 30th and june 13th like it just it kind of for lack of a better phrase it kind of ties them in you know if, if you've read influence by robert cialdini and i'm sure that book's been mentioned you know a dozen times on your show um, he talks about the principle of commitment and consistency and when we commit to doing something, especially in a period of time, we are a thousand times more likely to actually do it as opposed to just, yeah, you know, I'll throw that up on my website sometime. So it has that effect. Now, as far as like how you do that, well, there's a couple of things. One, you want to make sure to start that process at least six months out. Like don't, don't email people, don't reach out to people, you know, and say, Hey, can you promote my launch next week? Because, um, sure, I don't have a promotional calendar book months in advance. No, that, that doesn't work. <laughs> and even the most, like, even the people who don't, like me, like I used to be where I had my content planned out like three weeks in advance, you know? And I know you've gotten to the point where it's, you know, at least a quarter or two in advance, right? Yeah. Even if you've only got it planned out, a, you know, a few weeks in advance, I, man, I mean, I might just be going on vacation or something, you know, I mean, I just don't want to do it. Like, I can't do that a week in advance. So start six months out. Then what you want to do is what we have found, Pat, is all of the hype that comes from the moment the launch starts through the end of the launch is a fraction of the total work that goes into it on the affiliate side. Right now, you know, we're getting ready for ours. I, I, like, I don't even know what I'm going to do during the launch other than some Facebook lives and a few texts here and there to some people. Like all the work that we're putting in is now in the weeks and the months leading up to the launch. So you want to do things like, you know, keeping correspondence with them. Um, some of the things you can send them are, 
you know, do a Facebook Live. If you're shooting your course or you're shooting your market, marketing materials, uh, I'm getting ready to do one after this uh, episode, uh, after we record this, where it's just me, you know, doing a quick video that we're going to post in our partner's Facebook group, which, by the way, have a Facebook group for your affiliates. Um, and it's just me saying, hey, guys, I'm live here on set. Set looks like for our pre launch videos. Really excited about the launch. Thank you so much. And if you need anything, just reach out to me, you know, something like that. But it's keeping them involved in the process. Um, when we finish a piece of content, like our, our PDF that we just finished yesterday, I mean, as soon as it was approved by our editor and signed off on, and of course, I gave it like three last read throughs just to make sure. We sent it to the affiliates like, hey, here's the PDF you're going to be promoting in a, in a month. You know, just wanted to put it in your hands so you guys could see it. If it's a book, send them a copy of the book. The other thing is like be emailing them consistently with updates. Let them know when to expect stuff. Remind them of the calendar, like hammer home the dates in their mind. Um, I used to, years and years ago, I worked in the political arena and one of the things that we talked about was like, we had to make sure that our supporters knew the day to vote. Like November 8th, November 8th, and November 8th. Like we wanted them to be repeating November 8th in their sleep. They got, like, they got sick of us saying November 8th because <laughs> it was only then that we could assure they were actually going to get off their butts and go to the polls, you know? So you want to hammer home your dates. Another thing that we've gotten more and more and more of this, like we live in this digital age, so it just feels like everything should be email. Um, with with our recent launches, we've really gotten more into doing direct mail and actually you know, kind of breaking the pattern of just, oh, I'm in your inbox, I'm in your inbox. And, you know, I, 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 it hit me the other day. I say the other day, the other day was like three months ago. How exci- I realized as I went up to the mailbox and we have a long walk from our mailbox down to our house, and by the time I had gotten to the door, I'd already opened like three pieces of email or, or opened three pieces of mail. Sorry. That same day, this is like six o'clock and I, I hadn't even checked my email yet. You know, like we treat, it used to be that we got really excited for the you've got mail and like we'd have a pile of unopened, you know, physical mail on our yeah. table yeah. and it's completely shifted. <laughs> you know, like we don't even, like, I don't even want to check email. I hate email, but man, if I get something in the mail from somebody, I know I'm all over it. So mailing them stuff like a handwritten note saying thanks for promoting you know thanks for supporting my launch coming up uh we mail you know we're mailing all of our affiliates uh what we call a launch survival pack it's just got like some granola um you know it's like a fruit bar uh, a coffee mug a a, a logoed pin uh, some other stuff i don't even know what's in it you know it's got some some really cool post-it notes which i know you love pat Mm -hmm. um and, you know, just some cool stuff in there. It's just a little launch survival pack. And it's just to say, hey, thanks for promoting us. But it keeps us front and center on their mind and gets them excited. The other thing is I go for a, a walk every day for about an hour and a half. And I do my team call for about the first 45 minutes of that. Right now, as we lead up to our launch, I'm spending the entire next 45 minutes just calling affiliates. And most of the time I'm leaving voicemails. But now they got a voicemail from me saying, hey, I just wanted to say thanks again. And, you know, if you need anything, let me know, blah, blah, blah. But occasionally I'll end up having a half hour conversation with them and we'll basically work out their entire promotional strategy. And then the last thing we just started doing this year that's been a huge needle mover. I'm actually going to share kind of the, the trick that we use for how to do this is 
we record a screencast video that walks them through day by day of the promotion. So it's actually just a screen of an Excel spreadsheet and that Excel spreadsheet, you know, has each day broken down, you know, here's video one, here's me doing a Facebook live, mm-hmm. here's a webinar, et cetera, et cetera. And then I actually go through, I'll be doing this next week. And at the very beginning, I will go through our list of affiliates. And so I'd be like, Hey Pat. And I pause for about five seconds. Hey Michael. Hey Jim. And so we go through and my team will take that. You could do this yourself. My team will take that long clip of me just saying a name at the beginning, slap it on the beginning of that video. And now it's a personalized video for, you know, promotional plan for that affiliate. And so those are some things you can do before, like actually before to get your affiliates, like you want them so hyped up. And in that Facebook group, you've seen the Facebook groups, you know, that we run, they're like, you know, they're crazy how excited people are about the promotions. And so right now we've got people like snapping selfies with the sunglasses that we have logoed sunglasses. They're snapping selfies. They're posting videos. They're encouraging each other. And to some extent, they're already starting to talk a little trash. And that's that, you know, that competitive side, because I don't care if you say you're not competitive. I have yet to meet a human being who's actually not competitive, at least on some level. You know, like I'm competitive that when I lost at cards when I was nine, the cards went flying across the room. Uh, maybe that's unhealthy, <laughs> but like <laughs> I don't, that's not the kind of competition I'm talking about. I just don't like to lose. You know, when I I've, I've been in so many affiliate contests and I don't like finishing in second place. I I mean it like I hate it. Not because not just the money side because sometimes the difference between first and second is fifty thousand dollars. I just, it's the fact that the person I lost to is actually a really good friend. And now I have to hear about it for the next year. You know, I beat Ray Edwards once and I would casually remind him of that about once every month, you know, just, Hey, remember I beat you last year. And so the next year, of course he beat me and I haven't beat him since, but (laughs) you know, like I have to, so I, he casually mentions it here and there, you know, and it's just, it's fun though. Right. So during the promotion, That's one of the things you can do is spur on that competition. You know, a a very simple text to two people who are one sale apart can literally be worth tens of thousands of dollars to you. If you word it the right way, if you just send them a little text and say, you know, hey, uh, you know, Susie and Sally, you guys are one sale apart and uh, just wanted to just wanted to say, you know, just want to let you know you're one sale apart. That's that's a five thousand dollar difference or whatever it may be. And it's, you know, then they start communicating back and forth like, Ooh, that's it. I just sent another email. You know, so you're really encouraging that stuff and giving them coaching. And like I said, the trash talk and and breaking out of the mold of just sending a bunch of emails and texting, you know, getting your, the cell phone numbers of your affiliates, sending them physical mail. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the most effective pieces of physical mail we send is as soon as, you know, somebody does something, meaning, they hit a certain number of opt-ins or they make a certain number of sales, immediately we send them something. We FedEx it. Like we spend the money. Sometimes it costs 30 bucks to FedEx the thing. You know, whatever it may be, we send them something that just says, hey, congratulations on making your first sale. They get that the next day if we get it out soon enough. And they 
are lit on fire for the rest of that promotion to make even more sales. So that $30 investment could return, you know, thousands of dollars in sales. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about huge promotions here, big coordinated events, essentially the competition, the, you know, the, the snail mail type stuff. I mean, that stuff works really well. It's worked really well for me and it's really encouraged me to, to help promote these products that I enjoy and use and love myself even more to my audience. But for big or small, you know, just a few affiliates or several hundred, what are some of the biggest mistakes? Well, I guess we'll finish there and then maybe one word of encouragement at the end here because, you know, a lot of great stuff here, Matt. I appreciate you being on and sharing all this. But big or small, what are some of the biggest mistakes that people with courses who has a team of, of, of affiliates, big or small, what's a big mistake they make that they shouldn't make? I think the number one mistake is kind of what I just touched on, like not communicating with them. Mm-hmm leading up to a promotion. Um, if you have an, if it is 100% evergreen, you know, you're not going to do one of those, you know, the big launches, um, then the biggest mistake is not doing something throughout the year to spur them on. Like maybe you, maybe your product is available. Maybe it's a software as a service. And so it's available year round, but for the month of March, we're going to do this. So if you, you know, we're going to throw in this bonus or we're going to, you know, we're going to, our top 10 affiliates are going to get invited to San Diego to spend a couple days with me or something. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. whatever it may be, you can do some stuff periodically to just, you know, inject some enthusiasm into, you know, your program. That's number one is just not doing stuff before, not really doing, you know, anything fun. You know I mean? Like the reality is, Fun affiliate programs get more results than not fun affiliate programs. Um, it's why when, you know, with Jeff Goins, a couple years ago, we hired a George W. Bush impersonator to announce the prizes. You know, John C. Morgan. He's like the world's best George W. Bush impersonator. Why? Because it was fun and because everybody wanted to watch the video announcing the prizes. So like our watch time on this three and a half minute video was like three minutes and 18 seconds. That was our average watch time. Everybody watched till the end because it's a George W. Bush impersonator. You know, nobody stops that halfway through. Um, the second biggest mistake that people make w- with their affiliates, in, in my opinion, is the the level of it kind of ties into what I just said. It's the level of communication. Like they think, well, I'm I can only send you know I see this more in the retail world than I do in like the course world, but. I can only send one email a week to my affiliates. Like they don't want to hear from me that often. And I'm not saying send them three emails a day, every day, 365 days a year, but actually you do want to just keep them updated on things and, and not let them fall by the wayside. So your promotion, like maybe you do a big launch in June of every year. The key to your next June launch is not what you do next June. It's not even what you do next May. It's not even what you do next year. It's what you do this July. Like, hey, it's been three weeks since the launch and I just wanted to give you some updates. Hey, it's, uh, you know, it's October and I just wanted to share a success story from my course. I just got an, like, you get an email with a testimonial or a success story. Don't just go, that's great and share it with your team or, you know, read it to your spouse. Forward it to your affiliates because they want to hear that stuff. And now they get excited because it's like, oh, this course is getting results. Like this course is actually getting results. So that's the other one. And then the last one is, we sort of touched on this earlier. The last one is being cheap on commissions. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I get it. You want to maximize your margins, but it's like you said, Pat, the 10% one, you know, now if it's 10% for, you know, something that you know has a, a very low margin to begin with, and it's something your audience really, really needs, you might promote it. But if, if, if my, you know, if my thousand dollar course, you know, what goes into making a course and you know that the, whether I sell one or a thousand, isn't that big of a deal. And I'm like, Hey, I'll give you a 10% commission. You're just going to laugh at me. But if I come to you and say 40 and you're like 50, Hey, at least we're in the same ballpark, you know, like, otherwise you're like, it's, you're just playing different sports as a matter of fact. So you don't want to be cheap with your commissions, find what your competitors are doing and if at all possible, you at least match them. But I would prefer to see you beat them by a little bit. Be the generous affiliate program, even if it, you know, means that you only get to go to Hawaii for four weeks instead of five. You know, just <laughs> well, thanks be for generous. that, Matt. Uh, I, pr- I appreciate you kind of being very upfront and honest about some of the big mistakes that affiliates are making or people who have affiliates are making. Um, yeah. One one word of encouragement for everybody who has something that something to sell just kind of maybe like first steps what what can they do and how can they get a win sooner than later get your first affiliate get one don't like everything i just talked about about you know having a thousand affiliates and you know 90 percent of your sales from your top three shouldn't be true and you know all that stuff um that's great you'll get there you will get there that will happen someday uh but get your one affiliate. So I don't know who that is. It's going to be that low hanging fruit. It's going to be somebody that knows and likes and trusts you. And they're going to promote you because it's you get them on board. If you got to do the, uh, I call it the Sanford and son method. If you ever watched that show back in the day, you know, it's, you're kind of like, or MacGyver method. You're using like duct tape, copper wire, and bubble gum to piece together an affiliate program. Um, use that method, set them up, and get them promoting and then treat that one person promotion like it's a big one. You know, in fact, practice with one person, send them something in the mail before the promotion begins, you know, tell them how much you appreciate it. Uh, you know, whatever it is, you know, especially if it's a course, you know, make sure they get access to the course and they can see inside, call them and talk to them for an hour and walk them through the promotion and set up a custom promotion plan with them. And take advantage of the fact that there's only one. Don't look at it as, well, there's only one. This I'm never going to grow. Like, don't don't look at it that way. Take advantage of the fact that with this one person, like, you can literally be their entire ecosystem for two to three weeks for a promotion and make it a big deal. And a lot of times they'll surprise you and, you you know, might be the catalyst. You know, you could do $50,000 or even, you know, $20,000, whatever it may be in a matter of a couple of weeks with this one affiliate. And that's the catapult that gets you going because now you have results. You can prove like this person made this much money and it's, it's so important to just get started. So like my, my challenge to everybody would be this week, don't go make a list of like 20 people. That's the mistake people make. Go make a list of three people. Don't write down a fourth name. I will know if you write down a fourth name and I will hunt you down, (laughs) write down three people that could be affiliates, send them an email, make a phone call, send a text, send a piece of direct mail, uh, carrier pigeon, I, I don't care, and get one person signed up. And when that one person signs up, if a second person says, I want to do it too, say, you're going to have to wait. 
Like be disciplined and work with that one person for now and get started. Love it, man. Hey, Matt, thank you so much. Super encouraging. And if people want to go and find more information from you, where should they go? Go to mattmcwilliams.com forward slash SPI, guys, because that's where we're going to put all the stuff that we talked about so you guys can find affiliates and uh, that video I talked about with how to set up a structure, a commission program. And who knows, by the time I get that set up, I'll probably throw some other stuff on there. But um, go there. That's the place to go. Cool, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, Matt. Good luck with everything. And we'll talk soon. Thank you, Pat. All right. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Matt McWilliams. Again, you can find him at mattmcwilliams.com slash SPI. He has some goodies for you there as he just shared. And if you want to check out the show notes and all the links and everything that we mentioned in this episode today, all you have to do is go to smartpassiveincome.com slash session three two three. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com. I don't know why I'm saying. <laughs> I'm going to keep that in because that's hilarious. Smartpassiveincome.com slash session three two three. Thank you so much for listening in today. I appreciate you so much. And if you haven't yet done so, please subscribe to the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Since this episode's almost over, you can pull out the, this device, you can hit subscribe, and then you can check out some of the other episodes in our archive. And make sure you stick around because we got some great episodes coming your way. And hey, really quick before you go, a lot of people, especially the listeners out there, have been asking me more about how to start a podcast and I have a free three-day mini course to help you get set up and up and running. Thousands of people have watched, actually over, I think, it was, I think it's been over a quarter million people have watched these video tutorials and I recommend you do it too if you wanna get a podcast up and running and join the podcasting force here. It's a great way, as you can tell, to share a message, but not only that, connect with some amazing people too, like Matt McWilliams. And if you go into the archive, you can see a lot of the relationships that I now have as a result of just having this podcast as an asset. And some of the students I teach, they, even with small download numbers, can get so much value with the connections they make and the asset they have with their podcast. So if you wanna check out that free three-day mini course, all you have to do is go to howtostartapodcast.com. That's it howtostartapodcast.com. It's as simple as that. You can get excited because day one is instantly available to you right now if you go there. So howtostartapodcast.com. Thank you again for spending time with me today. Look forward to serving in the next episode. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI, and today I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast. Yes, a brand new podcast called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. Every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point, so I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray, and in it they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat-out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories, and I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure and it always finds a bright side. I really love it, and I think you will too. 
So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it.